We are back again. Let's get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today uh, in the studio with Get the Ball Rolling. I am Tyler Fessler. Super excited, super happy to be here once again. Uh, today we are going to have uh, University of Northern Iowa, their football program, come on the the show. We're going to talk to them about this upcoming season, where where I think they might be going. Uh, really happy that I was able to get them. Uh, I was uh, followed Northern Iowa for a while now. I actually I remember I watched one of their games and. I watched the 2005 FCS National Championship game. That was the first recollection I can have of Northern Iowa. They played Appalachian State, and they ended up losing that that game. National Championship, still really impressive. Uh, 21 to 16. I remember watching it as a little kid. I remember always thinking their uniforms were super sweet. Uh, and so I was always I've 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 been following them for a while now. A really a fun team to watch, uh, both on on both sides of the ball. I think that this team. I mean, they're they've always been competitive within the Missouri Valley. They've had multiple uh, conference uh, championships uh, as recent as 2011, 2010, 2008. 2000. They've had a lot of success, and they're a big program, very established program uh, out in Cedar Falls, Iowa. So today we're going to have Coach Ryan Clanton on the show. Uh, really happy, again, that, that this team is able to work with me. And this last year, Northern Iowa had a pretty – they had a really good run at it. Uh, they lost a couple of close games, and they were able – they were actually able to make it to the FCS playoffs. They beat Lamar University in the first round. And ended up losing to UC Davis in the second round. So they made it. Uh, they had some wins over some uh, top top up opponents. They beat number twenty four South Dakota, number two South Dakota State. That is a big. I mean, that South Dakota State lost really big that game. You and I played out of their mind. Super. I mean, really an intriguing game. Uh, especially when you beat the number two team in the nation, uh, and they beat number thirteen Illinois State. So this team is a very established team. Uh, they even they. I mean, I remember watching uh, the Iowa, the UNI Iowa game last year, and it, it it was a pretty decent game for most of the game as well. So this team, again, very a uh, very impressive team. Uh, this next year, they're looking to improve on last year's seven wins. Uh, I I think that it is possible. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that going forward. Uh, what to expect. Uh, on each side of the ball for you and I. And uh, we will have an interview as well uh, amidst uh, the the speculation and the talk and the hype around this team. So uh, we will be having an ad break right now. Uh, well, after this, we'll have an ad break. Uh, I'll patch uh, Coach Ryan Clanton in to talk to us a little bit about this upcoming season. Uh, again, we'll go through the schedule afterwards and talk about uh, Northern Iowa and where I see them going. So stay tuned after that. Right, Coach Ryan Clanton. Hey, welcome back. We are here with Get the Ball Rolling with Coach Ryan Clanton today. 
Uh, to start off this interview, Coach, uh, I was looking through your bio and and uh, reading a little bit about Northern Iowa and stuff. But to start off with you, I have to ask: uh, You played at the University of Oregon uh, during you know the peak of of Oregon and everything. What was that experience like playing under Chip Kelly, going to those bowl games for you? It was it was really good. Um, I thought you know I learned a lot um, as a player and learned how to, to lead. And you know we obviously had really good teams, but at the same time, you know we had a good team chemistry, and uh, there was more into just us winning um, than you know the outside perception of it. Uh, I mean there was a lot of inner workings and the the culture that we had and. And uh, I really respected all my coaches and loved loved uh, getting coached by those guys. And, you know, it, it kind of molded me as a man. I really uh, enjoyed my experience as a whole. Awesome. So another another question. Uh, you guys went, like, crazy fast, and it was this revolutionary idea. What was it like to be, like, to be a lineman and, like, like you know, like, uh, I guess physically wise, what was it like to be able to get up and just be sprinting down the field, you know, get the ball off as soon as possible? Like, what was that like for you? What was, I guess, practices? Were you guys just doing sprints all the time in order to be able to do that? Um, no, it was, you know, just it, the, the deal with that pace is if you don't do that in practice, your players aren't going to be able to do that in the game. So everything we did was that speed, whether it was, you know, lifting or getting to getting to the field. I mean, just kind of everything we did, we were at that speed. So it was, it was more of a lifestyle than it was, you know, just, hey, on Saturdays, let's go really fast. I mean, everything we did, you just had to kind of change the culture and accept that that's the way that we do things. And you kind of, you know, and as a lineman, like you said, I mean, we were pretty heavy. We had a big old line. So for us, we had to be on obviously in shape, but I definitely was the heaviest one. So for me, it was tough, um, <laughs> but you kind of get used to that for a while. Okay. All right. All right. Now switching to uh, Northern Iowa, what brought you to Cedar Falls, Iowa? Um, the Coach Farley um, extended an opportunity for me. I was coaching junior college ball in California and Coach Farley extended the opportunity for me to come out here and coach and I jumped all over it. Um, the, you know, the, the culture that they have, the dominance um, in the FCS and the offensive line play that they're known for um, here, that's what really drew me at the time. And um, then when I got here, it was just even better than I had expected. Okay. Uh, here's a, here's one question, and I'm actually a little curious. Is What is it like? What is what is the, the dome, the UNI dome, really like for us? Like, I've heard a lot of – stories about how loud it is and stuff what is it really like it's loud it's electric um the, you can really feel the fans right behind you um and the other teams would say that they're on top of you and uh, you know wherever we play you know i always kind of compare uh stadiums back to the dome especially you know even in our league and out of conference and i don't think really anything compares um it's it's just a special place and it's a beautiful facility um it's when you walk in you kind of just it's breathtaking to see and then when you play and it's filled up and the fans are rocking and and uh, you know we the, the loyalty of the fans is, is a big thing for us because there's one thing to have the seats filled but then there's another thing to have the seats filled with you know 
just some extremely loyal, you know, and, and, and rowdy fans. And that's kind of what we have. And I love it. I feed off that energy on game day. Oh, that's awesome. You know, the players do too. So, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I've heard, like I said, I've heard a lot of stories about how loud it gets and, and uh, just the fans there. And I had that question. So what is, for you, what is the the best word or one word to describe this team this coming year? Um, I would say dominant. Um, I mean, it's the 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 work that they have put in the weight room. When you look at them, that's probably the word that anybody from the outside would see when they see these these players. I mean, they're they're big, they're strong, um, they've got great great attitudes, they're physical. Um, and I know, you know, just looking at uh, the O-line and the D-line, I mean, that's the best word to really describe those two positions with Coach Pop and what he's done on the D-line and, and the O-line and kind of the culture that we have. So I would just say that word dominant. Okay. And what, and, and I guess, uh, you know, you being on the offensive side coaching them, what, what is the offensive philosophy at Northern Iowa? Are you guys, are you guys ramp, like, you know, run it to, to ground and pound? Are you air raid? What is your guys' philosophy? Uh, we're kind of a, we have a very cool, unique situation where we have uh, multiple coaches that have been in different systems. You know, we have Isaac Frickty who played at Minnesota and played for the Vikings, so he's got a lot of different pass game ideas. Coach Mahaffey's been here, obviously. Um, Notre Dame, Western Kentucky. Um, they had an electric offense at Western Kentucky and Notre Dame, so he's got some really cool stuff that he brings. Me being um, from Oregon, um, in the kind of the later, the later days of Oregon, and then Justin Roper uh, being a quarterback at Oregon, and then a coordinator um, from the earlier times at Oregon. He brings some interesting things. And then Nick Danielson's been all over. He's been at Wyoming. He's been at Utah. Um, he's he really has kind of a really good general knowledge of, of both aspects of the game. So I don't know if you can really classify us as anything. Um, we just, we have a lot of different scheme stuff that's really good and uh, we're just super excited to show it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So final question. And uh, so, so for the media and for fans, who are some people that we like notable players that we should be looking for their name being called on Saturday? Well, you know, a lot of times the other line doesn't really get any recognition, so I'm gonna throw out some lines for you. <laughs> okay, um, that's good. We got obviously Spencer Brown um, playing tackle. He's gigantic. He's um, he's just a massive uh, human. Uh, he's very he's a, he's a dominant player. Um, Jackson Scott Brown playing guard. He's a he's, this will be a four year start for him, and he'll be a senior. Um, and he'll be off the NFL. Uh, he's one of the nastiest players in the FCS, especially the line. Um, at center, you know, we have Mason Neeson, um, who's coming back from last year, starting, uh, he went through the playoffs starting and played in a lot of big games for us. And he's, a, you know, when you see him, he's, he looks the part. I mean, he's big, um, big bodied, athletic. Um, at guard, we have Nick Ellis, who's really, really good player for us. Um, he's, he's a, again, a very, big body um and he's a he's a people mover and then at tackle we have a couple of young tackles uh graduating cal toy so we have um trevor penning who's a, a very 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 dominant athletic um blocker very athletic and then matt vanderslice who again is extremely athletic long um 
I mean, there's, and then we have some young guys coming in that are, we're really, really excited about um, some a very, very talented recruiting class, uh, especially at O-line. So uh, there's a lot to be excited about. And then there's, I'm telling you, there's, there's some guys, you know, behind that cool Luke that we're excited for his senior year. Um, he's going to play for us. Uh, Eric Sorensen, we're really excited about him. Justin Piney is going to play for us. So there, there's a lot of guys. I'm sure, obviously, I'm not naming every single one of them, but there's there's some guys on this line. When you really look at them, you see them coming off the bus uh, before a game, and they're bigger than a lot of a lot of FBS O lines. So we're excited about these guys. Okay. Well, I uh, that that that's why I wanted to ask. I, I wrote those names down. I'll definitely be looking for them. And uh, well, that's all I have. Uh, I see you guys are coming here to Ogden. Uh, I'm probably going to make my way up to, to Ogden and to Weaver State to watch you guys play on September 28th. So, But I wish you guys the best, and thanks for meeting with me, and, and go Panthers. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Yep, bye-bye. Okay, that was Coach Ryan Clanton. Uh, again, shout out to him for making this uh, interview possible and the University of Northern Iowa. Always grateful uh, for these schools to work with me and to help uh, grow my podcast and to grow uh, support around these programs. All right, so to start off, that was a really interesting interview. Again, uh, I love... I, I saw that he had he had uh, he was at Oregon, and I had to ask him a couple questions. I always was curious about how the O line uh, responded to the speed of Oregon and and stuff like that. Obviously, being in a program like that, uh, he went to national championship. He played. He was there uh, when they played in 2011. You know, he was in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, he was in the Rose Bowl. So uh, he he definitely has experience. Uh, big old. Uh, O-line, you know, big on O-line. He's the O-line coach for uh, the University of Northern Iowa. And overall, just a good interview. Uh, it's really exciting, and I had to ask also about the UNI Dome, the, the dome in, in Cedar Falls, because uh, when you can get, I mean, I understand you, you, you conference games are a little bit different, but you know, you look at them and... In, in the Dome, they don't usually lose. They play very, very well in the Dome. Uh, this last year, they were 5-1, and one, and their only loss was to North Dakota State. So the Dome is definitely an advantage. And so when you're going through their schedule, you're like, okay, where 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 are they playing these key games at? Uh, you can bet that, that Cedar Falls is going to be rocking. It's going to be loud. Uh and I think the, these fans come out, they support extremely well. I, I was looking at, I, I watched a couple games last year, and, and it seemed as though. Um, so we're going to transition a little bit into the into this next year. And there are a couple things, again, that I like to see uh, when I'm going through. When I'm going through their stats and stuff, uh, statistics usually tell the story. Uh, you can... You can substitute players in, and there's definitely going to be player, better players certain years and other years. There, you know, players make a difference, but usually the story is the statistics. You can have an amazing player, and if you're not getting the ball, it's, they're not going to be impactful. So, uh, a lot of it is, is is coaching. You know, is the coaching staff how is coaching staff utilizing these things? And and uh, so when I look at it, they actually they outscore their opponents uh, quite a bit. Uh, they were they scored three hundred and thirty three points to their opponents two hundred and seventy seven 
and they they did have a winning record, so that would indicate that. But it was uh, they they averaged twenty five point six two points per game. That is that that is an extremely good number. Uh, I usually try to get. I mean, when I'm looking through for it, uh, you want to be between the twenty five to twenty nine range. Usually, you're winning games uh, more games than not. If then if you are on the lower uh, spectrum, uh, they had a ton of rushing yards, ton of passing yards this last year. Uh, their total offense was actually uh, had less yardage than their opponents but what does that mean they can outscore them they're a lot more efficient that's two things they're a lot more efficient on offense when when they're getting in the red zone and when they're getting the opportunities they're scoring and that means their defense is is creating turnovers they're they're wrecking they're wreaking havoc on on the other opposing team it's more of a bend don't break defense right you can throw all over you want you can rush all over the field but we're going to stop you we're going to you know once when we get past our our side of the 50 we're going to you know hunker down in the trenches we're not going to let you go anymore so that could be uh part of it as well uh just really uh, uh those were the the stats that kind of jumped out to me uh they weren't they were penalized a little bit last year, uh, not overly penalized. I only had 72 uh, penalties for the season, which is not bad. Uh, they definitely controlled the clock and time of possession. Uh, their third down percentage was a little low, but, of course, you can always uh, get improve on that. That, that. Those areas, I mean, I think every coach would want their third down percentage to be better than the, the year past. Their fourth down percentage was extremely good as well, uh, was was a lot better. Um, and you even look, like, opponent-wise, their their opponents were vastly uh, not nearly as good on the fourth in fourth down, so their defense was definitely stout uh, as of last year. And again, looking through their schedule this last year, you look for I like to look for close wins, close losses. Um, strength of schedule has a big, big part to do with it, especially in the Missouri Valley. Uh, not saying that you take it easy in the in the in the preseason or in the non conference play, but every game matters. We know that, and you and I never does that. They're always playing the best of the best. They're always trying to get the uh, to play the best competition. Uh, period. Uh, you can see that they. I mean, they beat Iowa State in 2016. That is an FBS school, uh, in state rival. They beat them. That 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 is an impressive win back in 2016. And uh, they're not afraid to go out and play top dogs. Uh, last year, they played number 24, Montana. Uh, they played Iowa, who uh, is an extremely well-established program in the Big Ten. Uh, they played Hampton. Uh, they got the win there, and then they went into their uh, regular season or conference play. So, like I said, really uh, a gritty team, really liked what they were able to accomplish last year. And they played, they gave UC Davis all they wanted. 16-23, that is a close game, especially traveling to California from uh, northern Iowa, from Cedar Falls. So uh, just a lot of interesting things. So going forward, uh, there, there's a couple questions that, that I have. And, you know, the, the quarterback battle, they have one senior uh, one redshirt sophomore and then a redshirt freshman and a f- true freshman. Be interesting to see who's going to be calling the shots there. Who's going to be the man uh, in charge of the uh, offense, uh, the the helm, right? Uh, their their offensive line is fairly seasoned. They have one senior, a handful of juniors, handful of sophomores. So they do have a lot more leadership. Uh, well, you know, the senior on on offensive line, so that's going to be big. And one of the things that I really like about this team 
is if you follow them on social media, they have, like, these hype videos, like, get hyped for the season videos, and it is awesome to watch, like, I absolutely love watching them, and they see these bit, they were able to have, I think it's the last two or three videos, they have big old hog mollies out there just blowing, blowing guys up, and, uh, you know, getting, making the holes for the, for the running back, and for the quarterback, and the receivers to do their thing, so, really, uh, exciting. Now, uh, transitioning into this year, uh, I'm looking at the standings from this last year, and, uh, you obviously had the national champions. Uh, you had South Dakota State, who was extremely good last year as well. Uh, Indiana State did not, I, I believe they, I don't know, they went 7-4 and four, uh, this last year. So uh, the Sycamores definitely improved a ton from the year past. Then it goes Northern Iowa uh, and then down on the Go down on the line. So as I am sitting here uh, looking, we know that North Dakota State is a very well-established program, especially of recent years. I've won a lot of national championships. Uh, it's 18, 17, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. So the last few years from Craig Bull on and Chris Kleiman are extremely, you know, really talented, really powerful teams there. But it will be interesting to see what exactly happens, right? We, I'm going to say this: the first year coaches are always will always struggle. Now, obviously, Chris Kilman or Kleiman, I don't know how you say his name. Uh, he obviously did really well at North Dakota State in his first uh, two years. His third year did not win the national championship. I mean, no, nothing to blame on him, but he didn't win it. And then he got it back in 17 and 18. It's going to be interesting to see this this first year. Uh, it took Craig Bowl for a, a few years. He started in 2003. It wasn't until 2011 until he, he won his national championship. So it will be interesting to see kind of what, like, the teams ahead of them, uh, as I'm looking, okay, South Dakota State, I think South Dakota State brings back a lot. I think they're going to be uh, a really good team. And... Iowa State will act, or Northern Iowa will have to, sorry, excuse me, Northern Iowa will have to go, I believe they play at South, yeah, they they play in uh, Brookings, South Dakota, uh, towards the end of the season, so, and they do have to go to Fargo, but that being said, those are the, those are the two teams, uh, and Indiana State in front of them, but Indiana State, they play at home, uh, the Sycamores, they, they obviously did, they, there were no expectations, they were not good, and, uh, a couple years ago, and now they're back, or people are saying, you know, they're, they're back, they're going to be good once again, but I think going into the UNI Dome, I don't think, uh, they end up winning there, but that is just, again, my opinion, uh, you get Youngstown State, South Dakota, Indiana State and Western Illinois at home. Uh, the rest will be on the road. Uh, preseason will definitely will definitely be tough. You're playing Iowa State in Ames. Uh, you have to then you come home, which will be really good for them uh, against SU and Idaho State. Idaho State's kind of an upstart team. Uh, I think they're a sleeper in the Big Sky. SU only won one game this last year. I live extremely close to Cedar City, uh, but they're going to they're going to recharge. They're going to be back. So those will be interesting games. And then you have to come to Ogden uh, against Weber State. I, I will probably there's a very good chance that I will be in attendance in that game to watch you and I, uh, as long as I'm not running that week. But uh, up in Ogden uh, at night, beautiful September night up there in Ogden, uh, up on the hill. It will be uh, it will be really interesting. And you know if you get out of this. Uh, out of the the non conference games, you go two and two, three and one. That that would be extremely good. 
uh, going into the going into the regular season. I think the biggest games, I mean, is going to play, be playing in Fargo and then in Brookings, South Dakota. I don't. I think that this is the. I think they're going to be able to make some noise. I want to watch South North Dakota State. Uh, a lot of people are talking about them as kind of uh, that they might slip a little bit. They're still predicted as number one, as rightfully they should. They're the national champions. But it will be interesting to see how this first this this coaching uh, staff under Matt Entz is going to be able to compete. Obviously, they're North Dakota State, they're national champions. They're not going to take a crazy, uh, drastic turn. Uh, they're not going to go from winning the national championship to winning only two games. So they're definitely going to be good, and the talent is there. But again, with a first year coach, there's just so many questions and. I mean, it's it's also about the program and stuff, but you want to. I, I like to look for those well-established coaches. I think you and I is one of them. I think they're going to be giving South Dakota everything they want and more. Uh, the only thing going there is that you're going to have to go on the road and and upset South Dakota. But you and I, uh, they're definitely a top twenty-five team. They're definitely going to be a team that will be talked about December, you know, end of November, December. Uh, I see them going back to the FCS playoffs. I see them uh, making some noise there too. And I think that this team, uh, going through their entire schedule, I think they're going to be able to do extremely well this next year. Again, it will depend on the quarterback play and how well they're going to be able to run the ball as well. And that that is my take on it. I think Northern Iowa is going to have a very successful season this next year. But uh, that is that is my take on that. So... Very again, a big shout out to to Northern Iowa. Really happy to have them on the the podcast on this podcast series. Oh, trying to work with more of the Missouri Valley uh, conferences uh, teams. Actually, got a hold of Missouri, uh, Missouri State, and Indiana State. Hopefully, uh, coming up soon, we will also be in touch with Youngstown State, uh, the Penguins. Another pretty cool mascot. Anyway, so that is this podcast. That is a little bit of uh, a brief uh, intro. We're going to have this. We're, we're also working with, uh, working with uh, a couple members of the media, talking to them around some of the big schools. I'm going to be mainly focusing uh, on teams that I think Vegas has kind of undersold uh, on the win-loss schedule in, in the FBS. I'll be talking to them exactly, working with the Pac-12, obviously still co- uh, covering the FCS. So there's going to be a lot more episodes coming up, a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, stay tuned on social media. Uh, that is where I post what, when dates come out, uh, podcast dates. If you subscribe on any of the – on Apple, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, it will it will alert you. So like, subscribe, follow us. Again, I'm trying to do my best to give you guys the best uh, coverage of college football as I possibly can. Still working with these universities in order to do so. Uh, so thank you guys for your time. Thanks for listening. You and I, Panthers, watch out for them. Again, super talented, super good team uh, this next season. So... Until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and keep the ball rolling.